This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh, I'll tell you what was not a good loss, and that was the Bengals' loss to the Titans. Holy good God, what the hell happened uh, with Cincinnati? All right, T. Higgins did get hurt, uh, potentially fractured some ribs there. Um, he doesn't want to miss any time, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he misses. I, I think he'll end up missing a couple of weeks just you know, for the health of the team or whatever it is. Okay, but uh, the question remains. So I don't know if you saw the opening, you know, first couple of drives. They had some very clear objectives they were trying to get done, scripted plays, plays that we don't really see from the Bengals offense. And a lot of it was to protect Joe Burrow, in my mind, um, so that he didn't have to sit back there and just eat it, right? So uh, a lot of scripted plays early on, a lot of short stuff, bubble screens, those kind of things, getting their uh, ball out to their playmakers. I, I guess my question to you, Matt, just from an overall standpoint, because again, the Bengals looked absolutely atrocious, um, is Joe Burrow hurting his team by playing? Because we know the calf injury is a major concern, and it seems clear to me right now that the Bengals cannot play their base offense with Joe Burrow in the condition he is at right now. I mean, I think the answer to this question is yes. Um, but I'm not blaming Joe Burrow for this because well, clearly, yeah, 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 yeah. Players, players play. Like, I mean, that's that's the thing is like, if you give the guy the option and he can physically take the field, like you don't think there's a part of Aaron Rodgers that's watching that Jets game last night and they cut to him like shaking his head a couple of times. Like, uh-huh. you don't think there's this like he if he was even if he wasn't on crutches, you don't think he's like thinking about taking the field, you know, like, right. I mean, I know he's not, but I'm saying like, that's how these guys are wired. That that's the way it goes at any position. Like I think as a coaching staff, the, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm pissed at the coaching staff because I think they needed to have a real hard look in the mirror and Mm -hmm. be like, look, you know, and, and I've brought this up many times, but the, the, the quote from Jamar Chase where he said, I, I don't want to see Joe until week right. five. Right. I mean, I've seen I've seen Joe Burrow for four games now. We're about to head into week five, and I haven't liked what I've seen either. Like if I'm mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, I'm thinking about I'm still thinking about that. But look, I think the reality is that this coaching staff, Zach Taylor and the guys, didn't want to imagine what life is like without Joe Burrow. But the crazy thing is, James, this is life without Joe Burrow. Like what they're living right now. <laughs> Because I know uh-huh. that he is physically out there. Number nine is out there for the Bengals. But 
nothing that Joe Burrow is capable of doing right now is is what we believe out of Joe Burrow. I mean, you you said it perfectly that they're trying to get it out quick. They're not asking him to improv in the pocket. By the way, he can't because he needs to behind this offensive line, which I don't know. I don't feel so great about that Orlando Brown signing that everybody like gave him a real round of applause for in the mm-hmm. offseason. And like um, they've improved their offensive line from like non-functional to uh, sub-league average. But when you have a yeah. sitting duck quarterback behind sub-league average, I mean, this no is way. the reality of it. Like th- the Bengals are basically built like they're so specifically built as Joe Burrow's team, which is not mm-hmm. a, a crime because Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills are built to be Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills and Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs are built like this is what it looks like when you build the offense completely around a quarterback. But they're not like he's he's not that quarterback right now. So this is right. what it looks like. Um, you know, they can't run the ball. They're they're 21st in rushing success rate. I, I don't yards per carry truthers get out of here like with J- Joe Mixon's yards per carry from last game. Like, give me a break. They're not like a <laughs> ground you into the dust type running game. This uh-huh. team is built to be um we have Jamar Chase, we have T. Higgins, we have Joe Burrow who can throw the ball down the field in perfect position for these guys and give them a chance. Um, but the current version of Joe Burrow is not that. It's a. Uh, it's really. It's tough to see right now. This. Uh, this Bengals offense operate because again, I just go back to they can't just run their base offense. I mean, this is they're trying to, you know, they're 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 trying to just you know smoke and mirrors right now. You know, just trying to get by. At least that's what they're trying to do, especially early on in that ball game. Which, by the way, it's funny <clears throat> because really, honestly, I know they um, they didn't put a lot of points up, but. Those first couple drives actually were relatively successful. They were moving the ball down the field uh, against a Tennessee secondary that is clearly bottom five in the NFL. I don't, I'm, I'm not speaking out of turn by saying they're bottom five. Quite I mean, you could make it uh, yeah, exactly right. Like you could make the argument that they're the worst in the NFL in terms of the overall secondary. Right? Um, th- there's a lot of metrics that would suggest that they're certainly you know the, the one of the two or three worst secondaries uh, in the NFL. But we'll just say bottom five. Okay, so. They were moving the ball downfield, and they didn't convert into touchdowns, but they were able to move that ball. It didn't look that bad. So I guess the question for me remains like, okay, so the coaching staff actually had an idea of like, all right, well, this is how we're going to get around it. But then why did they abandon that? Right. Like, and I get it. They, you get down a little bit, uh, you get down some points and then you're like, you know, everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. And that's what happened with the Bengals. They got punched in the face. They go back to doing what they normally do which is they want to chuck it down the field, but they can't, right? So you talked about uh, the receivers, Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins, by the way, made comments about Joe Burrow too, right? Like, uh, yeah, if he needs to rest up, go ahead and rest up, right? Everyone else everyone else can step up and be that playmaker. Remember they had Will Greer back there as a, a practice squad quarterback? Uh, he's a, a, a little bit more of a steady hand there, Matt. I, I wonder too, because the Patriots signed away Will Greer from their from their practice squad. I wonder if that was a little bit of a roster management mistake too. Yeah, Jake Browning's on the roster too. He's like a you know former undrafted free agent in 2019, right? Um, they had they had Trevor Simeon in the offseason and they cut him. Ah, uh, that's he's on, right. Now, now he's on the Jets roster and. Um, again, I think that this team looked at it as like, we don't want to imagine what life is like without Joe Burrow. So we're just going to hope that giving him time in training camp, he's going to be ready for week one. And he probably is telling them that he's ready for week one. Um, so just, you believe it, but 
that that's not Joe Burrow back there, right? Like it looks like Joe Burrow, it talks like Joe Burrow, it wears uh-huh. number nine just like Joe Burrow, but that is not Joe Burrow. <laughs> and, not and like Joe that's Burrow, dude. <laughs> and and your point about the the scripted plays, I mean, yes, yeah, scripted like because this is a I, this is a good offensive coaching staff um, on balance, and I think they've done a good job designing an offense. And I think they probably look at it as like, yeah, look at our scripted plays, like we can script around this current version of Joe Burrow and they probably right. can. The problem is like your scripted plays are your first 15, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more plays throughout the course of the game <laughs> than 15. Right. So once you get off that script and you're just calling within the flow of the game, that's when it suddenly starts crashing down and and you're watching it and I mean the look it was I know they won Monday night against the Rams, but it was just as painful to watch that offense against the Rams. Sure. Like they had Jamar oh, the Chase. the defense doing, carried. I mean, yeah, the defense like carried. And Jamar was Chase was absolutely, awesome. Yeah, Jamar Chase was awesome. But I mean, Stafford was under fire the entire time. He was taking huge hits. The defense absolutely carried that team in that win against the Rams, for sure. And that was only because the Rams lost uh, their starting left tackle in the middle of the game. And, right. you know, Trey Hendrickson just went to work. This defense actually on balance has been a little hit or miss so far this year. Um, so... I don't know. Bengals are just in trouble, man. And I think they're going to look back midway through the season and be like, yeah, I wish we had, I wish we had let Joe Burrow sit. Cause it's not as if the buy is this week, the buy is two weeks from now. And is the buy really going to be enough to suddenly get Joe Burrow back to, you know, I, I keep thinking about the quote from Sean McVay when it came to Cooper cup, when he was like, we don't want return to play. We want return to performance. Obviously they've gotten return to play sort of from Joe Burrow, but when are they going to get return to performance? Is it going to just be after the bye week? By the way, after the bye week, they play the freaking 49ers. Like, not exactly a soft landing spot oh boy. to suddenly turn around <laughs> and just like, all right, let's run out oh our boy. offense that we fixed. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I think panic is advised about the Bengals at this point, and they could be looking at like a lost season here, especially because this division is not a joke. I mean, we'll talk about the Steelers here later yeah. on. That's a they joke, but yeah, the Ravens, <laughs> the Ravens are good. Uh, the yeah. Ravens are not aren't even really firing on all cylinders offensively, and they're no. so banged up. But right. they're very good. The Browns' defense is one of the best units in the NFL. Yep, and, you know they they started Dorian Thompson Robinson, and like okay, yeah, that rough week for day three rookie quarterback looks good in preseason. He will be he will be good enough in the regular <laughs> season. Not a good week. For that that crowd, but yeah, ultimately this division is not. They can't just like screw around. This isn't the NFC South, right? This isn't the AFC South, where you can just like yeah. okay, maybe screw around a little bit and then moonwalk to a division title. Not the case in this division. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, speaking of hurt quarterbacks, uh, we were not expecting Derek Carr to play when we saw him go down with an injury in week number three, but here he was in week number four. Um, and Matt, I, I don't know, man, like you talk about performances and stuff. Derek Carr has not looked great, uh, to start this season. He's had some highs, but he certainly had some lows here. Uh, and I thought week four, I, I couldn't tell if it was the injury, if it was just the game plan. 
I just couldn't really tell because the way he was throwing the ball, it was it was fine, him throwing the ball. He didn't look like he was compromised, uh, but the offense certainly did not look very good at all. Whether, However Derek Carr has looked so far this year, and, and yeah, I think he's looked whatever uh, to start the year, like not great. There's been good moments. There's been typical old Derek Carr moments. Right. I would say like whatever you think about that, there's no question to me that he was playing like he shouldn't have been playing with that injury again, very similar mm-hmm. here to where, look, you got to admire Derek Carr for the toughness and, and he right. clearly like really cares uh, about, you know, this team and these guys and, and he's really bought in and all that stuff. Like that's great. But as a coach, you've got to sit there and be like, what are we doing here? You know, like mm-hmm. we have a capable backup in Jameis Winston. Absolutely. Like, look, Derek Carr avoided a, it's almost like, he avoided a major injury, but then like, why not give it a week? Just one week, right? Like when he went down, I was like, oh, he's out for the season. You know, he, he probably broke I know. his collarbone or whatever. And then yeah, he dodged right. that. But then I think coming back right away, you're almost like, okay, you you got two steps forward to go or one step forward to go two steps back there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with, mm-hmm. with that approach to the injury. And again, you have a capable backup in Jameis Winston. Car 6.9 air yards per attempt, 0.4 air yards per completion. Like, you can't tell me that he's a – I'm watching that oh. game. Like, you can't tell me that's a guy that should be out there. James, Alvin Kamara – this is from J.J. Zacharyson. I saw this. And yeah. I think he got it from Stathead. Alvin Kamara had 13 catches for 33 yards. That's not only the <laughs> lowest yardage total in NFL history among players with 13 or more receptions, but it's yeah. the lowest yardage total in NFL history among players with 10 or more receptions. That's insane. Um, it was pathetic. I mean, that's pathetic. Yeah. And uh, Alvin Kamara even said after the game, you know, we're going to have to have some tough conversations about what it's been like offensively here the last couple of years. Last couple of years is is, is a noted point from Kamara there. So, um, yeah, I, I feel pretty similarly about this as I did with the Bengals one that this is on um, this is on the coaching staff to, to sit there and say, like, um, you know, this guy sh- probably shouldn't be shouldn't be out there. I mean, look, I, nobody wants to give Deshaun Watson any props and, and I don't either. But, you know, apparently he was medically cleared to play on Sunday, mm-hmm. but didn't want to didn't want to be out there. I mean, look, Dorian Thompson Robinson was terrible, too, but um, I'm not giving Watson credit or anything. But sometimes like, yeah, even if you're close and like you could play, you're not going to be out there at your best and you could end up hurting the team. And, and I think that's what we saw with both Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. I wonder if I wonder if Watson hurt um, the team anyways, because again, how much I look at DTR and I say to myself, how much practice time did this guy get with the ones? Um, you know, yeah, maybe he got some, <laughs> maybe he got some, I would, I would imagine he got almost none though. Right. Maybe he did get some though. So I, again, we're not there. We don't know. Uh, but I do wonder if he was fully prepared and brought up to speed by playing with the ones, um, because I don't know. I, I thought he looked fine that first quarter. And then after that, he just absolutely fell apart, you know? Um, and maybe that was because again, you get punched in the mouth and you know, you just try to go back to do what you're comfortable doing and not get off the the script plan. Yeah. Get off that script. You know what I'm saying? I thought he looked fine that first quarter. And then after that, just woo. Okay. See you later. Um, and, and that was obviously not great, man. In regards to the, to the saints, it's got to be really interesting um, to be in New Orleans right now because I know I'm not alone in thinking like this is actually a pretty talented offensive unit. 
right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about Olave, a budding superstar. Michael Thomas, a steady hand uh, in terms of an inside wide receiver. You've got an electric outside player, secondary player, and Rashid Shahid. Uh, and then again, then you've got your, you know, your full complement of running backs too. Kendra Miller, who's run really hard. You've got Alvin Kamara there as well. I mean, bro, this is not a, a an empty cupboard here. This is not a, a bare bones operation. They've got some guys in this offense, especially yesterday against Tampa Bay, looked, I mean, just terrible, man. So there's a lot to be to, to be said about the coaching staff. And and um, by the way, fire. Fire Pete Carmichael was actually trending on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it yesterday. That's how bad it was. Um, that's yeah. how bad the offensive performance was there in New Orleans. So I'm I'm not that surprised um, that even Alvin Kamara is, is pretty unhappy with uh, with the usage. By the way, speaking of Alvin Kamara, um, I was saying this last year, but they keep running Alvin Kamara between the tackles, like. Let this man who I say runs like flowing water because he finds the crack and he goes. Can we let this man run to the outside a little bit, right? This is what they did under Sean Payton. They ran to the outside quite a bit and let Kamara use his speed and his vision and his cutback ability. Right now, they're just running Alvin Kamara and all their running backs like just your standard, typical battering ram right up the middle. It just, the usage doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you mentioned the Pete Carmichael thing. It's weird because... Carmichael was there like the entire Saints run with Sean Payton. I know. And this offense couldn't like just doesn't look anything like that. Um, you know, they don't use a lot of like play action. They don't use. Yeah, a lot where's of, the like, shot play. plays? Right. There's no shot plays. I mean, Carr eventually like he'll eventually uncork one to Rashid Shahid like late in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, you know, they don't get any they, like. Chris Olave, I harped on this a lot in the offseason with his reception perception profile. They don't get him like any layups. They've done a little bit of a better job with it this year, um, yeah. but not enough on Sunday, right? Like throwing 13 passes to your running back. or well, f- He's catching four- 13. I think they threw 14 at him. So um, i not very impressed with what I've seen out of the Saints uh, offensive coaching staff so far. Um, I wonder if it's just a Dennis Allen thing, you know, typical defensive head coach. Yep. Like I want to run the ball and grind it out yep. and all that stuff, which is crazy because I mean, Dennis Allen is a great defensive coach and that Saints defense remains a very, very, very good unit. Um, I don't know. I think that um, really interesting to see what happens the rest of the way. And, and maybe we get a better version of Carr, and this team gets back on track. But, um, you know, the Bucks are the team right now that looks the best in the NFC South. And I did not think I'd be saying that. Um, four weeks into the season, you talk about the 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 floor being the bar. I mean, that's <laughs> that might be what it is for the NFC South, man. I mean, I I really thought the Saints would kind of run away with the NFC South. I'm not going to lie. You know, we knew we knew Carolina was going to be not so great. You know, they they were bereft oh, of, of much God. talent. Don't even get we, me, don't even get me started on on the freaking Panthers. <laughs> Every week that goes by, man, like Houston's looking nice. Carolina, not so much. I'm just saying. It's just every week that goes by, man, that 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 gulf widens. I'm just saying, man. Uh pretty crazy stuff. Hey, you I, know what? I um, wish I wish I could talk on this podcast like what I really, really like ninety percent know with confidence about the Panthers, but I it's just I can't. I'll, not only is it too painful, but I just can't. Like, it's, okay, it's, there you go. It's rough. That's fine. Maybe some. Maybe someday <laughs> in the if it if it ends up playing out the way I think it's going to play out. Oh 
oh, I'll man. tell you that I was right when it happens, which is the okay. worst thing to say as an analyst. But of course, I'll tell absolutely. James that I'm right. <laughs> there you go. If Over it plays out, the, beers, if it plays go. out the way I think it, like everything is going to play out with this team and the way it is playing out right now, I'll just, I'll just, I'll let you know that that was what, what was that it was true. I don't know. All right, I terrible love it. analysis. Um, hey, by the way, we we weren't planning, we weren't planning on talking about this, but can we have a conversation about Baker Mayfield? I mean, honestly, Matt, can we can we have a conversation about Baker? At this point, before we before we get into the Baker Mayfield thing, just yeah, I think I'm pitching a topic for next episode because okay. uh, I I actually do want to have a conversation about Baker Mayfield. I think next episode, let's do because we'll talk about the Steelers here in a minute, and that's what yeah. got me thinking about this. Let's next episode. We should do like a take Mulligan or like a like a, a redo on like offenses that I want a full sure. redo on. Okay, great. Sounds good. And the Bucks are going to be on the list, so say, okay, so good. let's 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 save it because I think we'll save I, that. I got okay, some, we'll I got some things to say about the Bucks. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, we'll we're simpatico there then. Okay, that's great. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 